I'm cheap pain. Let's roll with me. Let me buy, buy you, you a drink. drink. Ooh, wee, ooh. Buy you a drink. Uh, welcome back, everyone, to another interview episode of Advice Would Be Nice. Antoine Barnes joins us today. Uh, such a talented guy. He's an actor. He's a graphic novelist, author, and he also owns his own candle company. He's just a business mogul in all fronts. And let's say, let me just say this, and I mean this 100%. He's not a sight for sore eyes either. Right? He's a handsome guy. He's a beautiful guy and, and more of a beautiful person than anything else. Um, and we're, we're honored to have him. We talk about The Darkest Route, his uh, graphic novel. We talk about that, a little bit mm-hmm. about his acting career. And then he helps us out with some submissions and some advice. Great episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, this is just the intro just for the interview. <laughs> Let me buy you a drink. Yeah, Antoine is just such a special guy. Uh, not only is he just super talented, like you said, you nailed it right on the head, JR. He is very handsome, and he's got uh, yeah, He's beautiful. What, what is it Aaron Carter says? Beautiful soul. Bum, bum, Your beautiful soul. You know that song? You don't get I've any of my never references. I've heard of that song because you ju- you just I don't know where you get it from. I know you want something oh. special. Oh yeah, yeah. And I will be to be the one who only needed. So you that know one? that it's a song's called "Beautiful Soul." I don't know how. Yeah, but you started off all screwed up. I, I didn't know what the fuck. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. Antoine's great. We have a great interview with him. We go very in-depth with his new graphic novel comic. uh, Huh? With his new graphic novel, The Darkest Route. It's uh, very awesome. Like, you guys got to check it out. The description uh, below will have all the information. If you want to buy it, um, buy it. a little read. There's some merch. You can get stickers, pins. Pretty sure there's T-shirts on there. Yeah. And also, if you want to be on the show, you got something you want to put out into the world, make sure you email us at awbnsubmissions at gmail.com, and you can be a guest on the show, too. We would love to have you. We want to have some guests. That's how, we, that's how we make this show the show. You know, We get submissions. We have guests. We do interviews. So please, join us. We're pretty fun, I think. I think so. I mean, if Antoine will join us, he's a cool guy. And I mean... That, I don't even know how we got him, if I'm going to be honest. I don't know, but we won't, won't try to question it. Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. But thank you guys for joining us on another episode. We have a great interview for you. We love you. We love you so much. Thank you. Hello? Hey, I was wondering if I could get your advice on something. Of course. I'm all ears. How can I help? Advice would be nice. Advice would be nice. Uh, is, are you chugging? Are you chugging the sponsor beer? Is that what that is? <laughs> yep, that's that's. Jr. So wishes fresh. he was sponsored by that. <laughs> Diet Coke. Oh my God, Antoine! What you know about Diet Coke? I didn't know people still drank Diet Coke. <laughs> they it was don't. More of like an early twenty ten, like two thousand thing. Like you know, we make jokes about people drinking Diet Coke. Like you're still fat type thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I didn't know people. I'm gonna actually. Great. I'm gonna go see you guys later. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe that's best for all of us. Yeah. Uh, hey man, you do you, bro. It's 2024, man. You can you live your life. Bro. Dead ass. Yeah. It's the year we bring back Diet Coke. Yeah, know, you know, know, like early 2000s fashion is coming back. So I yeah, mean, Diet Coke is. can come back too. I it believe is. so. Early. Come on. A Celsius. Yeah, it, and we got Celsius. Celsius never Celsius? left. Celsius. Woo! All right, man. Old what do we got, Antoine? Go. Oh. Aquafina. oh. Aquafina. Oh, yeah. That's a little Water. sus. Oh, <laughs> that, well. <laughs> well, it's Aquarius month, so I just wanted to drink aqua. There you go. That, you know? Yeah. That makes sense. Look at you. That's You're why. just, you got your, your thumb on the pulse of, of the pop culture right now. Of course. I am one with the zeitgeist. <laughs> you got to get with it. <laughs> Come on. Uh, all right. Well, <clears throat> Antoine, thank you so much for joining us on the oh. podcast. Our second guest ever. Whoa. Oh, thanks for having me. This feels I'm honored. Number two, yeah. I'm second born too. So this is this is great. I just feel was, we knew that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Jeez. We this was calculated. That's we crazy. did a lot of research um, and a lot of very in-depth research because we're professionals, ultimately. Yeah, I, I see. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Whoa. You see those uh, posters in the back? That, that means we were something. I, I was commenting on the posters with JR. You weren't listening. I was saying how like cool it was, and he was giving me like you know the rundown on future stuff happening with that. That's sick, man. Yeah, it's a new addition. I thought like, oh, we could just... Throw these in here. I haven't even used them yet. I've had them for like two months. Haven't even touched them. Jeez. Yeah. Those are pretty big. I know, right? Lying They're... around. I right. I just yeah, stick them in my closet. Them? In my okay, closet. Nice. What do you got going back there, Jr.? A little spaceman, huh? I'm not gonna little... say anything, you know, too big, but there are some exclusives right there. If you see oh. it, it's a little BoJack Horseman with a starry oh. night painting. Oh. BoJack Horseman. Exclusive. Yes, sir. Oh, I didn't know that. You a little yeah. jelly or what? Just a little bit. That's pretty sick. See that? Right, I cool. wish I could zoom. I don't know how to zoom. <laughs> well, if we're talking about things in the background, I want to talk about What's what that? you have in the background, Antoine. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you mean this? this oh, that thing. thing right <laughs> <here>? <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about yeah. that thing. Man, it's a for people for, listening. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> Antoine is the the author of Darkest Route. Tell us everything oh, about Darkest yeah. Route. Darkest Route. So it's a graphic novel about this this young guy who comes across this ancient, this powerful ancient relic, um, and he's thrusted into these supernatural conflicts where he has to partner with this fallen angel and this occultist, and they have to like work together to unravel this mysterious threat of demons in the region. You know, so it's it kind of plays out like um, yeah, it's fantasy thriller. A little bit of supernatural elements. Um, I try to say it's like, I don't know. It's like a blend of <clears throat> Constantine, Hellboy, Stranger Things, like that kind of vibe, you know. So yeah, it started. It started off as a screenplay initially. Uh, believe it or not, it started off as a screenplay oh, wow. during the pandemic, and then I just had so much. Yeah, I just had so much, so many thoughts about it, and then it just kept. Like the 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 lore and everything that I wanted to build, like just the characters, they kept growing. Different ones kept popping up, and I was like, man, I want to like expand this into book series, um, into a graphic novel series. Um, very expensive to do that. Um, 
But I'm sure, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I wanted to take that on, um, and I got book one off the ground last year at the beginning of last year, um, or not beginning. I want to say we we got funded for a crowd fund, and then by summertime we had books out, and um, yeah, about to start up on book two pretty soon here in Ooh, like a couple months. Dude, book two is Congrats. in the works. Book two, thanks, man. Thanks, Jr. Man, oh, yeah, that is so exciting, dude. Thanks, man. It's uh yeah, it's a blast. It's pretty sick. I love the concept, <laughs> you know, just like it's it's very unique. You know, and like how old is the the character in the story? 19. 19, 19. but he looks younger. And I think if this if this were to be TV uh or film, right now I'm working on trying to get it into TV, so I just wrote a TV pilot for it. But if it were that, I wanted him to kind of come off as like this sheepish looking person and maybe throughout the series throughout the season he like grows into his you know into the hero he's supposed to be you know yeah like very much the underdog but then he comes up and like really finds his power and yeah yeah exactly i love that that's freaking go and it looks beautiful who did the illustrations yeah so uh the cover was done uh by the same one who did uh was a lead on the art Uh, his name is kip henderson He's a great guy. KipHendersonArt.com. You should check out some of his stuff. Um, I know right now he's he's working on so many different projects. We right lost now. you he's for doing a sec. Some great stuff. It's over. Um, and um, what else? Who else? Oh, so Omar, another cat named Omar Montoya. Uh, he helped out with some of the pages as well. And then B McCormick, uh, this lady, she, this girl that Kip knew. Um, from college, actually, she helped to did some coloring and stuff like that, and some letters. So yeah, we had a good team. It was a good team. Yeah. How do you even like go about? So like, you start off, you have your screenplay. That's where it originally started, right? Yeah, just a screenplay. Uh huh. And then you wanted to expand that into a different medium, and so you're like, okay, I want to make this a graphic novel. Um, yeah. Like what? I mean, how? Where's the first step? Do you just like go and contact artists? Like, where do you go from that idea? I think, yeah, I think the first step was trying to figure out costs. You know, like, I mm. think that's, you know, it really boils down to if you want to make something, a uh, cost and then uh, will, like the effort behind doing it. So, first thing was cost. And after that, I was like, okay, I, I got to find artists. But the finding, finding artist thing actually. It must have just been what I was meant to do uh, because I came pretty easily. I uh, met really? Kip. Yeah, I met Kip. I can't remember where. No, so I met him at church, actually. So I met him at church. Nice. <clears throat> and someone introduced me to him, just like, hey, this dude would be great. And he was actually, we initially met because he was going to help me design. He was helping me to design a logo for my candle business because I, I, I make candles, like handmade candles. And he was helping me with that. Uh, you do everything. Design for that? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's it was a, it's like the pandemic act. hustle. The pandemic I mean, you, hustle, you know? You took the pandemic and you're like, screw this. I'm going to make something out of this. I mean, I don't know about you, JR, but I just like played video games and tried when to survive. When I tell you I prestiged in Call of Duty like 10 times, and that's that about counts. all I did. That so. counts for some people. Yeah. No, I, I think <laughs> like the first <laughs> by the first three to four months, that's all I did. Video games, eat my fill, watch as much TV. And at one point it just got to a point where my brain was just so like 
uh, and I was just like, I gotta like, I gotta get still somehow. I gotta find some stillness, mm. and mm. I gotta get to something that matters for me, you know. Um, and yeah, that's kind of when I started. I started writing. It wasn't darkest route then, but it was just writing. I started reading writing books and like listening to a lot of stuff on YouTube, and then I just wanted to like, I just wanted to brush off that that pen. You know, it's something I wanted to do, but time had never like permitted me to to like sit and really like get into writing you know mm-hmm. and i utilize that time to to get it going but um and yeah and then a year or so later like i had this screenplay and then then the graphic novel yeah i found i found kip at church and we we initially met because of the candle business and then uh we were talking shop about the graphic novel like a few months later when i was like i think I, and i didn't initially when i met him I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't, the graphic novel wasn't even in mind. Really? Uh, so it just okay. kind of happened. Yeah, it happened like over three months, four months, um, already make already having the screenplay written. I was just trying to figure out what to do with it. And I was like, I want to expand this. And then he was there and he was a pro. Like, really, I didn't really deserve him. <laughs> but he was just gracious. And he he kind of, as we were doing, as we were you know going about it, he was teaching me some things too. So, because it was it was a first time for me. So, yeah. How many iterations of the main character were there, like drawing wise? That you were like, okay, let's go with this, or let's make him younger. Like, what was that first yeah. sketch like? Uh, the first sketch, uh, man, that's crazy. Yeah, I still like the first sketch. I think, I think he hasn't gone too far. If anything, maybe he looks a little bit more younger. I think I, what I was trying to, the 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 sketch that was gonna be like the one that I was like, okay, this is the, this is what we need to like go off of, was while we were making the cover, we had a few different expressions for him, like how he was gonna look on the front cover, and I just wanted him to look like a like a little hopeless, a little like what is this this young guy doing in this situation, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit like precious, you know, he can't make he, this guy get hurt, you know, I want him to kind of feel like that. Um, and now when he had drawn him at one point, I was like, that's, I think that's it. Yeah. So it was probably like, it wasn't many though. I think he, he kind of had a sense of what, what needed to happen pretty early on. Like we had a lot of discussions by then. I want to say like, there was like, five or six different type like slightly different variations of what the first one was yeah when you finally saw the one that it ended up being were you just like kind of really sold on it were you just like wow this is the one or you just like it just all the pieces kind of fell into place after all the different iterations i know like you said there there weren't too many but did it just feel Mm -hmm. really right like did you have that feeling that this was the one there wasn't initially this like oh like this you know like oh I know like that's it it kind of grew I kind of had to like trust what because I I wanted to like lead with with what I knew about the character and like try to like see if I can visualize that onto like this person's face like oh that's the face of a person who's going through this or like that's Mm. the you know Uh, and eventually I guess when I when I saw it it was a little bit of like. I'm trusting that that's that that's him, you know, or that's a close, you know, feeling of what I kind of had of what that that kid kind of looks like. Um, 
And then it grew on me more and more. I kind of became more and more sure of, of that over time. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. With with this, so I know, like you said, started off as a screenplay, moved into uh, a graphic novel. In yeah. in your mind, were you kind of thinking like, okay, this is a, like a better way for the IP to get acquired, you know, like this is, was that business mindset kind of yeah. working the gears a little bit? 1000%, 1000%. It was, it was twofold. It was that what you're saying, it was okay. Going into the TV film like realm, like it'd be great. It'd be, it, it should behoove me to like be a person who has some sort of say in the matter of what happens when we're licensing mm-hmm. this stuff to film and TV uh, rather than them just outright buying the rights from you and then potentially writing you off and then doing whatever they want with the baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mm. it, it got to a certain point that I've been working on it for so long that I kind of just grew close to the material and I was like, I want to be a part of this or at the very least, I want to still be able to like, yeah, I want to be able to create in my lane whether that's going to be in comics or graphic and graphic novels while, you know, they might do something with the film and TV thing. But I want to give myself as much leverage as I can to try to um, have some sort of creative control when I get into those rooms. It'd be lovely to be, you know, if not, I mean, being a showrunner would be crazy. But like being a part of what's happening in that room, in the showrunner's room as a writer or something, you know, as a creative, that. Oh my gosh, that'd be huge. That'd be so huge. So it was, it was, it was that. And then I guess the second part was just, I wanted that challenge of diving into this world. Like I appreciate, I think I've appreciated comics from afar and I just, I kind of wanted to dive into it and be able to make the version of the story that like I kind of saw, you know, before it gets out. I hate to not bastardize, but before it changes. Oh no. I mean, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, you getting ahead of the game and like visualizing this world, you know, actually putting it out there. So like the people who are reading it and looking at all the illustrations, they see it like, yeah. okay, this is the world that you built and this is what it's supposed to look like, you know, directly yeah. from the author and the illustrators. So like, it's so much harder for anyone trying to buy it to change too much of that. So like you put that yeah. in stone and, and now it's out there and it's, it yeah. looks so beautiful. I oh, love the man. design on it. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. We put we put some good hard work into it. And we learned a lot too along the way. I think um yeah, I think we learned some some cool stuff that we're going to be able to utilize moving forward uh, for the next one too to just make make the art even better. And like I'm growing in this too and you know, I'm I'm happy to hear you say something like that. Like that's this is the first thing for me, so it's like encouraging to hear when people are like, "Oh, like like actually, like even when I hear like people who are like who are professionals in the industry, and and I, I kind of go to them and I'm like, like just tell me it sucks. Like just tell me something's <laughs> bad. Like tell me something's wrong. And they're like, no. Like I think you got like you got some. This is really cool, you know. And I'm like, okay, like that's cool. And it, so every time I hear someone like comment on it, it it's it's pretty encouraging, man. So thank you. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah. I hate to be this guy, but you were saying you that there's it. a second book. No, 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 no. But there's like a, a second one already in the works. Yeah. Do you know yeah. how many there will be, or like a plan in the back I of your think, head? So, so this is so this is where I am with it. I'll, I'll, I, yeah, I'll come right out. So this is where I am. So the screenplay 
has this very it's just very built in of course it's built in structure right and the way how i thought about when i initially was doing this i was like okay i'm going from the screenplay version where uh i'm gonna like parse out this screenplay into multiple parts and then i'll build into you know all the books collected would make this massive graphic novel that tells the whole kind of screenplay version and i was thinking around three to four and i'm still thinking Mm. about that um i think it's going to be like four maybe um potentially three we'll see but um it it still could be that but since writing the tv pilot and kind of expanding on stories uh within you know like different characters like there's there's a character arduin who's a fallen angel like there's stuff i wanted to explore about him with the pilot and then i introduced another character that kind of um is coming from the <clears throat> the human police detective kind of angle so you get this detective mystery that's happening like as well as this sort of sci-fi thing happening supernatural things you get both of these these dances happening um that be that started growing like becoming more and more interesting to me so i'm thinking they could make their way into the stories i'm not sure how much i want to like expand on them and like blow up the length of the series but i could just do four four books and then i think i might like make you know, subsequent stuff after that, you know. But Do you see the the four books being four uh, seasons of television or maybe like two books is one season or like in your mind, where is that kind of falling think in place? This four, I think these four books would be one season. It would be okay. the main plot of one season. Because um, right now, all four books would be the like the full screenplay. Um, and the TV show... Like writing that so far, or writing the pilot for that, and just seeing how that might like the breadth of that. Like the, this first pilot is just the first act, you know. But there's so much more that as a as a series goes on that can be filled up. You that's going to be filled up with all the different things I wanted to do with the characters. Um, so, th- but those things won't be reflected in a comic book, you know. It's going to be something for the for TV, I guess. Um, unless I start making more afterwards, after the four. And I, I think I will. Yeah. If time and chance allows me, I think I will. Moving into the, the TV, like, is there a role in the whole thing that you think that's like, okay, I'm, I'm writing this one for me. You know, like, is there, because you're an actor, you're an amazing <laughs> right, right, actor, I that. should say. Oh, thanks, man. I, is there a role in there that you're like, okay, this is the one that... This one's reserved for me and me alone, and you just feel that just coming to you. Um, I, I, I don't. I didn't put my uh, my foot. I, I didn't put my stake in the ground. You know, I didn't put my foot down on it yet. I don't even know the, the phrase, but um, <laughs> I was. I thought like, okay, like, that'd be a cool part to play. It's not too heavy. I can focus on like the writing aspect. It was um, Nate's older brother. So Nate has the the main character Nate. Um, a lot of his plight is that he recently had um, lost his older brother and who was like his only family member as well, um, who kind of raised him in a, in a sense. Um, mm. um, so he loses that person um, just before, you know, kind of before the story kind of kind of starts to ramp up. So he's he's kind of a juggling 
you know, this grief, this loss. He's trying to juggle that and trying to find his footing and not let that cripple his potential and cripple like who he needs to be and his purpose. Like he, I think he's put so much of his, um, yeah, just so much of, uh, I want to say he relied, like he relied on his older brother so much that he, there's a feeling that without him, he's not good enough. Like he can't do life. He can't do this world on his own. And I think the story, the horror, like all the different things that's happening to him, they challenge him to kind of grow to accept his brother's death and also like become who he needs to become, you know, and the, his older brother, his name's Johnny. And he's just this, he's kind of, he's just that, uh, it's, it's unfortunate when you see him in flashbacks or in other ways you might see him. It's like, oh, like, that's a really cool guy. You know, that's a really neat character. Like maybe, you know, he, I can see him almost being the hero instead of Nate. You know, you kind of want that feeling of like, you're supposed to get the feeling that in another world, Nate's not the hero. His older brother is. His his older brother is a chosen one, and Nate is accidentally like chosen. He's not the chosen one, you know. <laughs> In a sense. like he kind of has to pick up the torch, just you know, by like by proxy, kind of where like he just yeah. he's thrust into this, and he doesn't like from what it sounds like doesn't really want to be that person, but he has to be. Yeah, he's not fit for the job. You know, he's de- he doesn't have the right build. He doesn't have the, you know, it's like he's not hero looking. He's not your quintessential masculine looking type of person initially uh, at, 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 the, at least to start. But like he's it's just he has this kind of thrusted upon him and he, he he finds those masculine virtues or that just hero those heroic virtues in different ways, you know, and yeah. I think that's what's going to be uh, brilliant about the character as he grows and how he. I just deals with things a little differently, you know, because even I think even say so say I, I complete these four books, I have ideas for how the story continues. Um, I love that. Uh, and even as that happens, I'm like, okay, he's gonna be getting stronger. He's gonna like grow into this world. I keep let's just I'm gonna spoilers. He kind of sticks around into in, in this world, you know. It gets wiser and all that kind of stuff, but the challenges only grow, you know. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's at one point, he, you know, in the later seasons, he might be strong enough to have beaten his first villain in, in season one or, or, you know, book one through four. But, you know, it's kind of like the same. It's like the shonen thing with anime. It's like you grow in power kind of like, you know, as things go along, your villains kind of like rise a little bit, too. You know, he's gaining XP throughout the way. You yeah, know? his XP <laughs> is growing. Yeah, like any video game. So I kind of wanted to honor that same sort of like. XP I growth, lo- you know. I love that, and I love that he starts as this like unassuming hero, but like he still has the uh, the drive and the power and like people to help him to go along this journey. And the whole thing with the brothers, like I connect to brothers. I have four older brothers. I'm the youngest of five, wow. so it's wow. um, brotherly connections have always been big to me. But I think it's really cool, like seeing like the unassuming hero, like someone who's not super like that masculine, like he's not just born and bred to be a hero, you know, it yeah. just like gives people hope. Like, like JR, see, there's still a shot for you. You know, there's, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I always connected to the character, right? I always yeah. connected to him. And so, right. I mean, this is my pitch to almost be the lead Antoine. Oh. If you, if you have me audition, 
I think maybe yeah, I could sure. give it a shot all ethnicities, in the Latino version of this. <laughs> yeah, all ethnicities are welcome to audition, of course. We, there we, you go. We'll have our doors open for everyone. <laughs> yeah. That's a great uh, PR yeah. answer. But I'll say this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Antoine, obviously, <laughs> we not only are you, did you write this, but you mm. are a phenomenal actor, and we can't just brush mm. that aside. We all met on, on a film called Et Two. Yes, um, we did. And I hope the world. My oh, God. so great. And I hope the world will get to see you like, do this part, Antoine, because it was truly so like moments of such like heart wrenching acting. Like when that single tear came down your eyes. It, it was just, oh, it was so beautiful. good. And I hope everyone <laughs> could see it. Like, screw Lou Diamond Phillips. He was amazing. <laughs> Uh, Malcolm McDowell, obviously incredible. Um, Brennan gives a great performance, but you are are really a standout in the film. And uh, I want to give you your flowers there because you can write and you can freaking act, wow. and um, and I you want own our a business. To really understand that. And you freaking make candles. Wow. Okay. And <laughs> and let's just talk about this. Well, if thanks. we don't get to it, you were just uh, Simba in Disneyland, right? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's you could do it easy. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't expect to be inflated like this. Oh my gosh! You see me blushing underneath my melanin, <laughs> yeah. like, dude. Like. Tell us something you can't do, please. We we yeah. gotta like, we gotta feel good I, about ourselves. I'm feeling I can't real bad. Fly. I can't you fly. Can't. Yet. Okay, good. That, got that, we freaking got him, Evan. That keeps you grounded. <laughs> no, man. You guys work working working. Wasn't that? Working on that su- such a great just time, like oh. working on Ed Two. Oh, it's it a was great such set. A great, great. You know, I think there was because of the rush of things and like how tight the schedule was and all that kind of. There was like this pressure, but like we had a great captain in Max, mm. our director. Mm-hmm. We had a great captain, and he, you know, he keeps us cool and he gets things done. And then we had great people like just surrounding him. The, the team, the, the Dirty Shot clean team they're they're just cool guys they just mm-hmm. keep their cool and they get they know what they're doing and they're professional and they get the work done despite the challenges and i think in that environment tell me if you feel the same way like in that environment i just kind of felt really free like i felt i felt free to be vulnerable regardless of who else was there you know like it was like okay like let's just have fun like let's just do this thing you know absolutely there i mean we all know them personally, which is really nice. Mm. And like getting to talk to them after the fact and how they were saying like, wow, we were so stressed. Like, I don't know Mm. how you guys didn't feel like that. And we're just like, no, you guys created such a good environment for all of us to feel safe and comfortable. And the cast was so calm and collected, but as the crew was literally busting their ass every single day, like absolutely shout out to all of them because they were killer on that. Shout out, Yeah, man. You guys did great work on that too, man. It was, you guys had some funny parts. Dude, I, I can't <laughs> Thank wait for you. <laughs> oh, my God. Although minor. I love Evan's part, man. Evan's is so good. It's funny. I it's wish funny. we could talk about it more openly, but it's, uh, from what I've been told, it's in the process. Maybe sometime soon um, it'll be yeah. coming oh. to screen. So people oh. will get to see Antoine's beautiful face. Yeah, oh, and Evans and JRs. Look, all of our beautiful faces, all <laughs> of our faces are gonna be out there. Sorry, I'm diplomatic, but this is, this <laughs> what? is how it is. 
Again, another great PR answer. You're, you're sharing the love here. <laughs> you're very, yeah, I'm you're trying to. I'm trying to learn. This is training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got good training. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and what's it? Go ahead. Well, I mean, just the just the DSC crew. I wanted to shout out to them one more time. Even David, he created the theme song for this show. Um, such oh. a talented crew, you know, like yeah, Jacob, David, Tyler, Max, all of them. They're phenomenal. Um, supporters yeah. of the show as well. They're listeners, so thank you guys for listening. And wow, yeah, thank they you listen. Guys. Oh my yeah, gosh. we got the the big dogs. What listen oh, in the show? Head Jacob? shows. Yeah, Jacob, yeah. they got the one and only. <laughs> <clears throat> they have some great things coming up too so very excited oh, for them man. yeah so deserving oh. so deserving yeah the, the scripts like the scripts that max writes his directing from jacob's cinematography i mean tyler mm-hmm. is just a he's a killer it's like they have it's weird how they just have all the different pieces like that you kind of yeah. want Tyler's such a great businessman you know and, and oh, producer such i look a up good to him producer. A lot. i really do look up to him and uh and david man he does he does, uh, i heard uh it was for i don't know if you guys have seen god can oh i yeah. have oh my goodness his so music beautiful. that he has a oh. song in there at the end it's i was like when i heard that i was like i'm not this guy is not to be played with don't play with this man <laughs> it's a dope his music short. is it's a dope so short. good yeah it's a dope show. You guys got to check it out. DirtyShotClean.com. Um, check out some of the shorts, um, films that they have up there. So amazing. Yeah, this I love yeah. how this whole episode, we're just gassing up Dirty Shot Clean. We we're getting to. on their good graces right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have if you have to. any films yeah, yeah. coming up, please hire yeah. us. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no pressure, though. Like, like pressure, just, guys. We're so calm. But we did hype you up. We did put you on the map. Yeah, like we're so just, this key. is free free marketing right now. That's all yeah, I'm saying. come on. They're going to put know. it on their Instagram, so. Yeah, we're <laughs> yeah. sowing just a seed us. right now. We're just sowing a seed. That's it. We're just. We'll see. Oh, I want. I want to get back to you though. Um, okay. Okay. A few more things Let's... on darkest route. Um, Let's do did it. Did you have any like, um, for the visual style? Did you have any inspirations? Because one of the comics yes. I've read, um, Nailbiter, is like one of my favorite design comics ever and i it kind of that dark nature of the surroundings Mm. really is very similar to darkest route and i just love the connection between the two um Mm. was there any sort of inspiration that you kind of drew on you and the artist i'm i'm familiar with that with that comic but Mm -hmm. i didn't draw direct inspiration i wonder though if they if we both mutually drew inspiration from the same person hellboy mike mcnolia we like that 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 was a big inspiration like we loved how there were these like there's these strong kind of contrast but a lot of what was black and like we just made a lot of shadow like we just, mm. they put a lot of things in shadow Let, let's like just play with shadow a lot you know and make things sort of yeah it it it, it added something to the art it added something to the style like we were trying to go for this like super this supernatural horror type like not too it's not scary stuff but it's like it's like fun horror you know and we wanted yeah. and i think he did that great with hellboy um and we wanted to kind of go for that with this like if yeah it, it it was probably the biggest one was hellboy there's there's a few others i can't remember but i remember talking with kip about like yeah like i really like this hellboy style and then he kind of between him and b 
um, and Omar, they they really created like this this color palette that kind of became like the darkest route kind of color palette. So kind of we drew some inspiration, and then it kind of grew and it was able to find its own tones. You know, that's unique yeah. to the story. Yeah. And it started. I, I want to say it really started with the cover. Like how the cover was designed. Like I don't know if you can see from the oh look, I have a copy right here. Like this cover. Like I don't know how much of that cool. you can even yeah. see, but it's just that is sweet. There's, a, there's some cool stuff happening in that cover that it's just like, yo, like we gotta. Th- this feels like darkest route, you know, from mm-hmm. the logo design to the. I was like, that's that's it. And I love that's the theme of the uh, his cap. You know, yeah. uh, on the back of it, it's like his cap is on there too. Like, yeah. because from what I've seen so far, there's like a lot of earth tones, you know, kind of that darker tone, mm-hmm. but his cap is like stands out. It, was that like an intentional thing to like yeah. really make him stand out? I was trying to go for the motif, you know, mm-hmm. the motif of it all, you know, that what and what the cap represents, you know, it's, it's definitely a symbol for his, his brother and that loss and kind of putting on the mantle essentially, you know, yeah um and it and he yeah it's it's a thing that once he puts it on it's like okay story's starting or like here we Mm -hmm. go we're going into we're venturing in you know it's kind of like putting on your helm or something you know it's his armor yeah it's his armor in a sense you know and in the moment in in the graphic novel when he puts it on it's a moment when he's reminiscing about his brother and his brother encouraging him and reminding him like hey like I don't like you don't got to pay me back to do this. Like we're brothers. Like that's what that's what we do. You know, like this loving moment. And I think for him putting on that hat, it was just just something to uplift him in that moment. Something to be like, okay, like he's with me, you know, to Mm -hmm. remind him like, okay, I I can do this kind of thing. So it's yeah, and I kind of wanted the hat like it's not going to be something I'm like, (laughs) remember the hat? Like, you know, every time (laughs) throughout the story. But just as long as it's there and as long as I know about it, like it's it's cool to like to know what it what it means and what it represents, you know, for Nate and how much that matters. Because if he were to lose it, if for some reason it wasn't on his head and he were to lose it, like it would also mean something to the audience because of the significance that was built up with it, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, and like little things like that, like are so prevalent in like a character's story you know like take walking dead for example like rick grimes uh sheriff hat and like Mm. that gets passed on to his son and then to his daughter you know and it's like their sort of armor it's such a good just like simple driving factor that shows so much about the character yeah man i think i want to i'm thinking back to like high school high school in the first like real good motif and like oh like that's that's a great was um was in uh, Catcher in the Rye. Do you remember that book? I've, we never read it in my school. Scott's Fitzgerald. Uh, it was kind of like mandatory no? reading. I feel like in high school, and the only reason why Nobody I know that is it. because I didn't read it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If there was mandatory reading in high school, yeah, like, I less. did everything wow. I, could, I could to not read it. I'm a but, reader but, now, though. That's hilarious. That's one of the first <laughs> books, like, because I, 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 I'm still, I'm similar to you, Jr. I didn't really want to like do any of that work, but I remember reading that book in high school, and his hat. It was like this red. What are those uh, hats that kind of flap over when it's like super cold that you can kind of? Oh yes, know, I know what you're talking what about. What it was called? Yeah, I don't know. So what he had, 
he had one of those type of hats. And I just remember the like visualizing that. It was the first time I was like, oh, I can really like see this guy like, you know, wearing this, you know. And it was it was a it was a part of his character. And like I remember that being represented as a motif of some sort. Um, but I just I think I drew I must have drawn on that in going into this. Like, oh like there's there needs to be I wanna I wanna create something special in his wardrobe or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not not force it. And not force it. I just kinda want it to be like, oh, like that's that's a natural Yeah, it's it's natural. Like he took his brother's yeah, hat when his brother It's passed. a part of him now. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. His outfit was his outfit though is um that I didn't know what to do with that. It was actually Kip who kinda came up with the actual like the jacket that he wears and the shirt underneath and the pants, like for some reason, like that bothered me beforehand. Like not like not knowing what his outfit was, because it's 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 what it it for, in some ways it represents it um it um what's it called? It informs the audience when they see it. You know, yeah, it tells you yeah. a little bit about them. And I for some reason I just belabored on like what that was gonna be, and then I kind of surrendered it. I was like, forget it, like. I'm not even going to tell Kip, like, what to do. Like, I'm just going to, like, hand it over to him. And then he brought me back. It was from the first sketch. He still has the same outfit on, essentially, from the first sketch. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's it. That was actually, oh, so that was, like, that's actually, like, a like seeing that part of the sketch, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, like, somebody else, like, saw it and, like, knew, you know? And that's the beauty of, like, collaboration, like, with any industry that's an art form you know there's so many aspects mm. of collaboration where it's you know people coming together like you said you didn't know exactly what it was but once kip made it and you saw it you're like wow that is it and like yeah. i just love that of people coming together and that's what the art is all about you whether it's you know making a movie making a graphic novel making a tv show yeah. like it's people coming together and sharing yeah. their art together and putting their egos yeah. aside, just working together. And that's just, that's the greatest part of it. Yeah, man. It was a lot of fun working with, with, with them on, on doing, it was just a journey, you know, some parts were tough because I think life, life happens and we're doing other things too, while we're also trying to make this graphic novel. But then we just, at some point we're like, what are we going to do with this part? And then the idea comes out of left field, you know, and it's like, Oh, like that's, that's the perfect idea, you know? And it's, I I tried to remain as receptive as I could. I I tried to be as like, like try to come into the situation with some humility. Like, hey, like this is my first time. Like, you guys like kind of can like lead the way. Like, there's there's definitely like I have this back in my mind. Like, this is kind of what I want to see. But in in, like the front, I'm just like, hey, like I want to kind of be led and like do some like soft steering along the way. But for the most part. I'm I'm gonna trust that the story that I wrote and the truth that I put into that story is enough to inform them to 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 execute what I need to be seen. If that makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that happened, man. I think that happened, and I'm I'm gonna try to double down on that with number two. Ah, uh, do you have a favorite? Uh, I guess it's it's also different, right? Like you have a screenplay. You know, you have the TV show adaptation, then you obviously yeah. you have the graphic novel. Do you lean towards like which one do you lean towards personally when you're writing it? Do you like 
the writing style of the graphic novel more so yeah. than mm. the TV show, or is it just completely different animals? Interesting. Um, I think maybe because there's a lot more I can say and like chew on. The TV show is probably where I'm seeming to have the most fun. Like mm-hmm. I, I can only write a pilot for now. Like I can't write the full season, but yeah. I'm thinking in my head, like, given that opportunity, how fun it would be to just sit and explore, like, some other conversations and really dive into some stuff. The 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 graphic novel medium, what's tough about dialogue is that you have to consider thought bubbles, you know? So you can't just, like, wax poetically, like, on someone talking yeah. or else your screen is just all letters, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's some condensing we had to do in a few part, few parts to just make it, make it better, you know. Um, it's a pretty, and I think we got a pretty, pretty decent read speed, you know, like a, amounts of like letters and stuff like per page, bo- boxes and stuff like that, little bubbles, not boxes. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think but, that's that is so interesting though because, like. Like you're saying, you know, just exploring more of the world and the characters. That's just such the the great part about TV nowadays. Mm. It's like it's so expansive and all these worlds that are getting built. It's yeah. it's so nice to sit down and explore them so much more when like before movies were like the only thing that really got to do that. TV was very kind of for the most part, like cut and dry. And now yeah. TV has turned a whole new new leaf, and it's just really you get those expansive stories like you're talking earlier about, yeah. like Stranger Things, where the yeah. world built in that is insane. It's cinema almost. Like, yeah, I mean, it is cinema, not almost. It is cinema. Like they've they've somehow made TV cinema now. Like you you're watching a, it's like a movie that goes on for eight hours. That's cut up into eight hours almost. You know, and mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's brilliant. Like that, we're kind of at that place, and I kind of see uh, Darkest Route in that similar lane of like, let's make some more TV similar sim- uh, cinema. I don't see a lot of uh, supernatural shows like that, and Stranger Things is about to come to an end. You mm-hmm. know, like it'd be cool to have something with a slightly different edge to it. You know, and that's singing a, a slightly different tune, but of the same family. Because I really like Stranger Things, and it's some shows that's kind of like it, but. Yeah, there's not there was there's not many out there that I can really think of. Oh, I really like uh, what's what, what's his name, Mike Flanagan. Oh, what he does with great Flanagan. stuff. Like that, like to me, I feel like as far as like I feel like Darkest Route, the world and like the tone is somewhere between Stranger Things and his stuff. I like, see that tone wise, you know, yeah, with an emphasis on the angels and demons and. We have uh, sword and magic happening with these knights of the relic uh, that you know that Nate gets involved with. You know these demons, demon hunters, demon mercenaries, and warlocks mm-hmm. and stuff. You know, like it'd be cool to feel that on a TV level. You know that yeah. that still feels cinematic and not like cheesy, like <laughs> sword and magic. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> like how can I add? Like the goal for me is like okay. Let's add some realism to sword and magic meeting uh, angels and demons. Like, let's try to feel that out. You know, I think mm-hmm. it's it's definitely something that'd be cool to lean into to have that kind of sophisticated show that doesn't feel like it needs to be cheesy. Because, like, hey, you know, 
yeah. out there concepts like no like, let's like lean into it and like make it feel chill you know in yeah the, and really pilot, grounded yeah in the pilot i tried to i was talking with my brother about this and he was kind of giving me some pointers on like what he what he likes in certain tv shows like that that really connect him and he was like yeah the groundedness of of the world like just making the world feel real is such would be such a big thing and i tried to keep that in mind when i was like okay like where does nate live and what's his neighborhood and what's his and i think mm. spider-verse into the spider-verse did a great job of making you feel the world that he lived in you know like with yeah. brooklyn and you know that have you guys seen the second one where he's like in the the bodega and the jamaican guy who runs it and i it's just i like, haven't seen haven't the second, seen the one, second yet. one oh man the first dude. one i loved same well yeah first one there's moments like that too you know it's yeah you get a feel of the world i'm trying to trying to feel that out with this this tv tv pilot as well yeah and the audiences are just smarter now you know like as much Mm. as people would love to believe how like because of like instagram just social media how our attention spans have changed so much but i think Mm. when it comes to tv and film like audiences are so much smarter they 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 want they don't want to get like placated to like they just want it right they don't don't want to be talked down to pretty much yeah mm. yeah man i think we're at that yeah i'm and i'm we i was talking with max max is we've just been talking about the script and everything and um there's so many things that like i've been leaning into like oh but like shouldn't i like should i include this aspect of the lore and like this and this and this and you know after our our, our back and forth it was just like there was there i just needed to trust what was established that what was established was enough mm-hmm. you know especially just for a pilot like we have a whole if you have a whole mm. tv show to explore this stuff like yep you, you have time yeah but for the pilot just trust the grounded work that's already been established you know you don't need to make sure they know like all this stuff the audience is smart enough to pick up on stuff and then they're also smart enough to just be okay with being left, you know, left out of the mystery, you know, because it's a yeah. mystery. Yeah, you leave the breadcrumbs, you don't give them the spoonful, you know, it's, yeah. it's you got to leave something for the imagination and then, then you start getting the fan theories and everything. It's so, oh, it's great. Yeah. Stranger yeah, Things is really good with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I Aren't still they? have no idea what the hell is going on, you know what I mean? Like, who's Vecna, <laughs> like, what the hell is going to happen with the new season? But well, it's great. that hilarious. was pretty. They made everything pretty obvious there at the end. Did you watch the full thing, Jr.? Um, yeah, it's uh, season one, right? There's no, there's no, yeah. there's no other oh, seasons. Wow. Oh boy, well, I got some for you. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's some, season one is some people's favorite one, right? It's and great. Then season four is a second favorite. Seasons one is me. tough. Yeah, yeah, I like season one the most, yeah. and then yeah, the last one. I hope this yeah. one is great. I really hope yeah, it's great. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. Me too, because they found their footing again with number four. I was like, oh, now that's yeah. – uh, this is something I can give you high. And, like, the tone felt right. Everything, it just yeah. felt right. Yes. Some just reason, quirky enough. Dude, I don't know what was happening with the with two. Maybe it's two. Is it three? I think it's two. three was, that no one liked. Was no, it well, the okay. Two the was the one. The two mall? was the one. That was three. Two was the one where uh, Eleven just went off on her own. And, oh like, my gosh! Joined that ah. like gang of all the other um, what people the with powers. It was terrible. Where are they in the world? 
<laughs> right? Bro. And they just disappeared. Yeah. My sisters showed me Stranger <laughs> Things, and we binged it because the new season was going to come out. I guess it was season yeah. four at that time. So yeah. I hadn't watched any of it. I had no idea what was going on. But because of the crunch time, they were like, you know what? We're going to watch all of season one, obviously. We're going to skip season two, and we'll go to season three <laughs> just in time for season four to come out. And you could watch it in real time. Wow. And so I totally missed out on season two just because they're like, you don't really need to watch it. So yeah. They just told me what like, yeah, like they joined two. that. She joined the gang of people that. Yeah. It was heavily fighting um, Brenner. Um, oh. I think everything like I start to connect parts of season three to season two because yeah, season same. three was just so good. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, d I did the, um, you know, the drive through Stranger Things experience. That yeah. was in oh, LA. You did that? I was yeah, yeah like, I was one of the actors in it, so it was like Flex on them, Evan. Yeah, Flex yeah. like on. Yeah. I was uh I was Hopper Four. Um oh, pretty on, pretty Hopper. wild. Yeah, you were. Come on, Hopper. Can I, I wasn't even Joyce? the main Hopper, so it was I can what, see what it was the other do? guy too. What's his name? The young the the bully. He's bullying for season one. Oh Billy? Like, cool. Oh Billy. Billy. No, yeah. no, no, not Billy, not Billy, not Billy. The other, oh, Steve, not the bully, bully, Steve. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, oh, I auditioned for Steve and I didn't get it. They said <laughs> I was too tall and like I'm, oh, I'm a bit, on. I'm a bit thicker. You know, like I have like a a bit yeah, more you are. muscular really? build than not to flex, but you know. I'm not gonna say yeah. anything. But Evan, yeah. Evan has an amazing physique. I tell him that every time, and everyone oh. can go peep on his Instagram. There's yeah, a waterfall oh. picture. I'll, I'll leave Ooh. everything else to the imagination. <laughs> but I feel like, Evan, you could totally... You could play almost every part in Stranger Things. Like, obviously, you, you're not a kid. I want to be 11. But like, 11. <laughs> maybe oh. not 11, but everyone else. Come on. I take back what I said. In fact, uh, I hate you, and I don't want you to be anyone. <laughs> He'll anymore. make right. a great There's Dustin. There's the JR, I know. <laughs> a great Dustin. I've, I've, I've loved Dustin. His last name's Henderson, too, so... Along oh, with your, your artist, oh, my last name is Henderson. Oh, Dustin Henderson. Oh, oh, we tied it all together. together. And have a Henderson party. Yeah. Have you guys heard about the uh, the Facebook like, groups of like everyone with the same name and they have this annual party or something like that? Yeah. Was it like the was it like the Steves or something or like, something like that? Like a Jake yeah. Or Evans? And they I don't know. Yeah, had a big meetup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that like once a year at some place, and they fly out, and it's a. I think That's it's a funny. huge sword fight. I was like, what? Huge sword fight, and then. <laughs> right. I'm we're gonna, gonna take the up. podcast. We're gonna fly Evan out there. All right. <laughs> Evan, do you yeah, need advice, like Evan? Yeah, I need some advice. Well, Antoine, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, before we finish this interview. Where can be people buy the darkest route, and where oh, where can we find you and connect with you and yeah, see what you're doing? It's been a pleasure. Uh, so if you go on Amazon, you can get it there. Just type in darkest route R O U T, um, or you can go to my website darkestroute.com. It, I think it's just going to take you to Amazon though. Uh, but there's also <laughs> merch and stuff there as well. And then you can find it, find us on, find me on Instagram, uh, Antoine underscore B. Um, you can also find Darkest Route. It has its own page, Darkest Route. Um, yeah, you can find us there. Love it. And I'm going to leave all that information in the description below if you guys didn't write Thanks. it down or anything. It's going to be right down there. Uh, but JR, do you want to close this out, dude? Yeah, so Antoine, we do this thing where we put up our fingers and then we count down 
and boom, and then it'll end. So are you ready? Let's do it. All right. Right hand. Yes, sir. Three, two, one, and we're gone. Start the music. That was good. That was nice. (laughs) Nice. You're a star, baby. You you got what it takes to be a star. (laughs) You're a star, see? Advice Would Be Nice is an independent production created by Evan James Henderson, featuring J.R. Gomez. All music is created by David San Miguel. If you're a business owner who wants to have advertisements on the show, please contact ejhpodcast at gmail.com. All advice given on the show is for comedic purposes and at the discretion of the listener to take it.